Welcome to season three of Through the Marketing Lens podcast, your weekly go-to business and marketing podcast that's fluff-free to the point and filled to the brim with actual strategies that will help you to grow and scale your business. I'm your host, Katrina Arrington, and I'm a six-figure business owner turned business coach and marketing strategist on a mission to empower women all over the world to turn their dream business into wild success. And I'm not holding back. So if you're ready to make more money and more impact, you are most definitely in the right place. Oh, hello there, and welcome to today's episode of Through the Marketing Lens. If you are new here, welcome. And if you are coming back, you know the deal. So grateful that you are here today. So as you know, this podcast gets right down to business because I know that you're busy. So we're going to do that today. And we're going to talk about getting more comfortable on video. Video is super important. Um, We're going to talk more about that. But getting your face specifically on video is not necessarily a paralyzing thing. I hear a lot of people saying like, I just, I know I have to do it, but I hate it. What if you could actually be comfortable with it? And I'm I'm saying this from the perspective of someone who used to get paralyzed doing it. So I want to help you get more comfortable showing up, showing us your face. And first I want to start with something you may not have heard before. I want to explain the reason that we even fear this. And understanding why uh, may help you move forward in your own marketing. And I think the more that we understand ourselves and understand that we are not alone, we are not weird, this is going to help you to navigate this even better. So the reason that we are afraid of showing up on video is because our brains are not built for the digital world. Around 200,000 years ago, after millions of years of evolution, modern humans appeared. That's when they first appeared. So these humans lived a life very different than our lives today, and they were constantly foraging for food and surviving in small groups, truly surviving, figuring out how to make it through the days. So this life that we live now in homes with air conditioning and shopping in grocery stores where we know there's always going to be food is a very vastly different reality than the the life of like a really rugged camping trip that our modern humans lived 200,000 years ago. So the way that we live today feels like it's been like this forever, right? Because this is the only life that you've ever known. But in reality, this is just a blip on the radar for all of humanity. And to put it into perspective, which I love, um, from Unconscious Branding by Douglas Van Pratt, he says, hey, remember that the digital age has only been with us for two generations. And that's pretty... Like it's obvious, but it's so mind blowing when we really think about it. Like, wow, this has only been like this for two lifetimes. And as Frog, as Frog, oh my gosh, as Fred Danzig says in the article, and an article, this was in the 70s, 
in Advertising Age, he says, our modern schools house Stone Age minds. And that is so true based on what we are talking about, right? 200,000 years ago, what our lives were like, our brains have not evolved to catch up to where we are, period. So we are living within our modern schools. We are living with brains that are truly built for the for Stone Age. So what would happen 50,000 years ago when a woman would speak her mind or share an idea that maybe others deemed to be crazy? What would happen? She would likely be shunned from her tribe, and that would almost certainly mean that she would die because she wouldn't have the support of someone helping her to find food, to um, help her if she got sick. Right. So if she got thrown out of her tribe, she would die. So that is what our brain is wired to believe. We are subconsciously still carrying around these fears in our brain because our brains have not caught up with the realities of today. So will you die for posting videos on YouTube or on Reels? Absolutely not. But deep down, that's what your ego is protecting you from. And you're not even consciously aware of that necessarily. Maybe if you dig really deep, you can find it. But it's something that we carry around with us. So this is why you avoid video altogether, or maybe you even record it and you never get around to posting it. You're like, oh, I'm so busy. I just never got around to it. That's because you're sabotaging it so that you never have to deal with it. And it's really empowering for us to understand that because we recognize like this is normal. This is part of being human. The fears that we experience are for a reason. Our brains are working, and this is just part of the process for us. So how do we get over these fears of showing up on video in a tangible way? I'm going to share some really powerful tips that are things you can actually focus on. So not just bigger picture. I want to go into things you can actually tangibly do. Um, So here are six ways to get better and more comfortable on video. Okay, before we continue, if you like this episode, make sure you're subscribed to this podcast wherever you listen. That just means you're going to get access whenever we release a new episode totally for free. And while you're at it, please, please write us a five-star review. It takes 10 seconds and it is game-changing for this podcast because more people can find it. And as you know, we are on a mission to help as many entrepreneurs as possible. Okay, thanks. Bye. Number one. So I remember seeing a video of John F. Kennedy Jr. practicing a speech that he was going to give for George Magazine. This was some like biography I was watching. And he was in a huge auditorium of some sort in New York, and there was no one really in the room, but he was practicing what he was going to say over and over and over. And in that moment, watching that, it dawned on me with him in this huge empty room, like, wow, even the best speakers have to continue to practice. Holy shit. It's not something that they can just like walk up there and wing. So yes, practicing is a huge part of getting really comfortable. And that means starting small with practicing. So recording yourself 
and then watching it back on your phone. We're so lucky now that we can just do these things on our phone. It's not really a big deal. And as much as it might be weird or uncomfortable for you to watch it back, believe me, I totally get that. That is part of the process because working through the fear of hearing your own voice, hear a lot of people say that, like, I don't like the sound of my voice. I don't want to listen to it. Or watching your tendencies. Sometimes when I listen to my own podcast, I hear some of my cadence that I wish was a different way. So this is something that you want to get better at and you can recognize that. It doesn't mean it has to get better today, but the more comfortable you get with hearing it and not being so hard on yourself, it's only going to help you to do it more. I first practiced by recording myself just like sitting in a chair, holding my phone. And then I realized like, oh, I want to do this with a tripod. And I practiced with a tripod. And I realized not only the way I wanted to sound better or how I wanted a little bit more, um, uh, I wanted a little bit more oomph in my voice because I sounded really flat, which I'll talk about in a minute. But the angles I wanted were better. I wanted angles that looked better. So I started doing that. I started making sure I had better lighting, which really made my videos look much better. And then I started realizing like, oh, you know, I just, I feel so much more confident when I do my hair. So that became an intention that every time I would do a video, I'm going to do my hair because I feel better. So all of these things come from watching yourself back and making sure that you feel like your best self. So that is all about practicing, but practicing with intention. Um, One other thing I want to say about that is I actually don't use a tripod anymore. And I think this is something that's so interesting because I felt like I needed it for a while for it to feel really professional. And now sometimes it just takes too much time for me to set all that up. So it feels I don't need that extra element, but you might need different things in different seasons. So do what you need. We're not trying to make it perfect, but do what you need to feel comfortable now and know that that might change. Number two is write out a script for yourself if you are speaking. The idea of just winging it works for some people, not for me. But when we are focusing on getting comfortable, you just don't need to be worrying about, will my mind go blank? What am I going to say? What if I run off on a tangent? So even write out your intro and your outro so you don't have to think about it. And the more you practice, by the way, you might just kind of memorize this but it's just easier to have it. So you may end up honestly skimming it in the end, but it's there if you need it. And the key to making it look more natural if you are reading it, like you aren't like focusing off screen or you know, you're the camera's to right in front of you, but you're looking over to the right. Um, that's where the practicing comes in. And I used to use an app called Teleprompter, which was awesome, that literally allowed me to read from my phone as I recorded, which still took a little bit of practice, but it was like a fancy teleprompter and allowed me to to just grab some of the words if I forgot what I was going to say. So check that out if that feels good for you. The app's called Teleprompter. Number three is remember that we are afraid because of a deep belief that exists in our subconscious. And we're afraid of being rejected, right? So it helps to share these videos with someone who will be supportive. 
So maybe that's a partner. My husband had to watch so many of my videos in the beginning, but be clear with them. Like I'm not showing this to you for you to give me all the negative things that you see. I want your opinion, but I also want to feel supported. That's really important so they don't go like, oh, I don't like that color on you, or that's not what you're looking for. Like, I want to feel safe in this. Is there anything that that off the cuff that, that comes up for you that you would like me to sound a little bit more excited when I'm speaking? Those kind of basic things, but I want to feel supported. Like, wow, that was really good. I got so much out of the information. Here's one small thing that I think could make it even better. Your business coach or a marketing consultant would be an amazing person to be able to support you here. You know, what do they think? What would they tweak? That's a really safe space to put yourself out there for that support, but also to teach yourself that it is safe and that you're not going to die by putting this video out there. My husband was super honest with me and told me that my voice seemed flat, which I will agree with him, (laughs) which was really helpful. And I was clearly holding back because I felt like there was too much infliction in my voice. I was putting myself out there, right? I had to get to that place where it felt really comfortable, really showing up as myself. But um, that again, that took time. So small things like sharing the video along the way can really help but also hearing that someone is impressed or that the video is really insightful is going to give you that extra nudge that you might need to feel safe. And that social rejection is not something that you need to fear. Number four is definitely start small. When you start showing up on video, you do not need to jump all the way to a platform where you're going to be seen by thousands or even doing it live, right? I know that doing it live can be a lot scarier. So this is really important for your nervous system. And let me explain. So when we jump really big into something that feels like maybe too much, we may hear something we don't like. We may get some social rejection in the form of a comment, right? Or maybe 10 comments. And then we're going to totally retract back because we validated those fears. So we need to teach our nervous system that it is okay and it is safe. And we do that by taking small steps. I always say rungs on the ladder. So try creating a reel or a TikTok that you don't even speak first. So you, you can just use text and use trending audio, for example, to build those videos without you saying a word. Okay. But keep yourself in check here. I don't want you to live in the land of like, oh, I don't ever speak on video. Allow yourself to do two or three of those nonverbal videos and then transition over. Remember, we're teaching ourselves that we're okay and we're safe, but we don't want to stay in um, a place of holding yourself back. Number five is give yourself a reasonable amount of time to create video. This is so important. Videos take time. And if you're too rushed, you won't do it well. And if you don't do it well, chances are you're not going to post it. So basically, you're going to be sabotaging yourself by not giving yourself enough time. So what is enough time? Honestly, that depends. But my first video where I was speaking took me hours to write, record, and then edit. 
And that's normal in the beginning. It does not take me hours now. It take me takes me minutes. But um, I also did it when I was home. I basically counted the entire day as a success if I just finished that video. So maybe that looks like two time blocks for you if a whole day isn't available for you to do that. I totally get it. Um, but know that it's not something that's supposed to be built in one hour. Number six, and this is the last one. It might seem really cheesy, but please do not even attempt for perfect. If your video is perfect, you are spending too much time on it. When I look back on my very first videos, I absolutely cringe when I'm watching them today. And that's a good thing, believe it or not, because it shows how much progress you have made. And that is what I want for you. So definitely save those videos so you can look back. Getting confident on video will be crucial in 2023 because we already know that video is taking over marketing, long video, short video, trending audio, all of it. More people are converting from video and apps are gearing toward video. We know that. We hear that all the time. Not just talking about social media, by the way. We know that just by having video in your emails, you're going to get more people that if you have it in the subject line, more people will actually open the video. I mean, open the email, sorry. So my friend, if you want more advice like this, I want to... Um, invite you to follow me, please, on Instagram, because I am always over there blabbing about your marketing and tools and um, doing my own videos. So you can check those out. My Instagram is at Katrina Aronson underscore consulting. We'll drop it in the show description. And please do not forget to share this episode if you liked it. Rate it for sure if you loved it so we can meet meet more people just like you and help them. And that, my friend, is how I see it through the marketing lens. I hope this episode helps you to grow your business and perspective. As always, thank you for your precious time. Why can I not say words today? Thank you so much for your precious time. Please share this episode with anyone it might inspire. I will see you back here next Tuesday for a brand new episode.